1: Money Monday on the answer means a conversation with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. They are located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750, a little north of 23270. Josh and I host the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Fridays at seven. Replays Saturdays at noon. Josh and the Aptus team more than willing to give you a no obligation free consultation set up that consultation by calling their office and making your appointment 614-917-1040 or you can make your appointment online their web address is aptus wealth aptus aptus com. and josh we always uh, react to current events here on money monday and the debt ceiling conversation negotiation dictation whatever's going to happen in washington we don't know on the markets on investing on all of that what are the ramifications of the debt ceiling fight
2: yeah so you know, the debt ceiling is, is simply the concept that we are a debtor country, meaning that we are constantly borrowing money to fund ourselves. And we hear oftentimes in the news that our you know, national debt is going up at an alarming rate, and that's, that's true, uh, and that's because we are spending more than we're earning. And the way that we ultimately end up getting those dollars is twofold, through printing of more money or through issuing, issuing essentially treasuries that are IOUs to somebody who's giving us money, and then we have to turn around and pay them interest in the principal back, just like any family would have to pay a debt position. And, you know, while it's probably not shocking, but nevertheless alarming, uh, that debt ceiling means that we can only uh, borrow up to so much money. And and believe it or not, we've raised the debt ceiling approximately 80 times since 1960. Mm. So about every year and a quarter, we end up raising the debt ceiling and how much we can spend. Now, we don't hear about all of them. Because usually, as part of a raising of the debt ceiling, it automatically has these provisions that say we can keep raising it up to a certain level when finally we reach a point where we go, all right, enough's enough, we get got to vote on this again. Well, here we are. We're voting on it again to say we have to raise it significantly more or we would essentially default on our debts. So if you can imagine, you said, what are the ramifications? If you default on your debt, think about the ramifications of that. Yeah. If the country defaults on its debt, I think Janet Yellen, uh, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, said uh, it would be a financial catastrophe on a global scale. So it's pretty
1: significant. Yeah. So I was raised by Depression-era parents, and uh, they talked a lot about the Depression and what it was like growing up in the Depression. And, you know, we see all these alarmist headlines all the time. You and I talk about them. We even, like, make a little bit of sport at them sometimes. Uh, but if they would default on the debt, uh, would it be a catastrophic, you know, two-inch-high head, headline uh, print in newspapers? Like, would the would the ramifications of that be immediate across the board with the general public, you, I, other people listening right now? How would people feel that?
2: Well, I mean, it could be as simple as, if you recall, back during the Trump administration when we were arguing back and forth on the debt ceiling. Um, you know, national parks were closed down. Right. Uh, you couldn't get anything done. Uh, you know, IRS checks didn't go out. You know, there was a there was a, a myriad of things that ended up occurring, and, and those are catastrophic things. But at the same time, not nearly as significant as they could be. If the U.S. defaulted officially, where there was no, we were at an impasse, and there was no way we could raise the debt ceiling. Everything in the United States is predicated on the full faith and credit of the federal government. Right. We we tout that claim very very strong. If that would turn around to not mean anything, it could change our position on a global scale, quite frankly, overnight, which is why I don't believe that we won't come to a conclusion. This will be political you know, foddering back mm-hmm. and forth to see, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Um, you know, Trump on one, say, on one side said, you know, he thinks that Democrats will cave. We've got to hold our ground and, and uh, you know, push this towards spending cuts. And then on the other side of the House, you have we can't stop spending because we have these you know critical elements so it'll be a political tussling match but we'll come to a conclusion i think the real question is if we continue to raise the debt ceiling in perpetuity what long term impact does that have and you know how do you plan for that accordingly
1: yeah great question i mean there's been talk that the interest we pay on the debt will soon surpass what we spend on national defense which everybody knows is a huge number josh pick aptus wealth management joins us every monday for money monday here on the answer and you can set up your free consultation by calling Aptus six one four nine one seven ten forty, Or you can make your appointment online at AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, And One of the things you do as you manage people's uh, investments and work toward retirement and that financially independent position is that uh, you're always keeping your eye on all aspects of the markets. And I kind of wonder the debt ceiling fight and the fact that the Democrats do not want to agree to returning spending to, I think, 20 20 levels or 2022 levels it's not very it's not much of a reduction. How are the markets reacting to that? And there are other signals out there too because there's always earnings and there's always the price of commodities and all that like does the market have a clear direction right now or not?
2: Well, I wouldn't say that the market ever has a completely crystal clear direction, but there's certainly times where it's uh more uh uncertain, let's say. And and right now is one of those times. I think you have two camps that are looking at the market uh, one camp is just what you said they're looking at the debt ceiling they're looking at you know energy prices they're looking at commodity prices although stabilizing and maybe even declining in some categories still uh, significantly high you know we have uh, inflation prices amongst you know let's say food prices for example are over seven percent still even though general inflation is down or five so you know there's still a lot of negativity out there for the bears to say that this too shall pass all the way down to kind of anecdotal evidence where there's a phrase in finance that says, you know, sell in May and go away. And the theory on sell in May and go away is, if you look over the last 20 or 30 years, anecdotally at least, most of the gains in the market occurred in that January through May category. And sometimes you'd be better off just holding cash. And amidst all the uncertainty, you know, people are leaning into that adage. But on the other side, you have people saying, well, commodity prices are stabilizing. And earnings amongst companies is getting better, reporting better than we anticipated. Um, job reports look good. The list goes on and while it, why it looks like maybe we're breaking through that barrier and, and we're going to start heading to uh, hitting new records. In our opinion, I think you have to be prepared for both. I think that you need to remain invested or you're being eroded by the impacts of all the inflationary measures I just said. There are ways where you can defend your positions so that if the market does go the other direction, you do not get hurt either at all, or not to a significant capacity that would, uh, you know, hinder you from reaching your goals. So I think that the key is, where do you put your money? How do you stay invested? How do you protect your investment, so that you don't just get gobbled up by inflation and completely remove your ability to achieve your goals at all.
1: Yeah, and by way of full disclosure, I mean, my wife and I met with Josh and his team for our free consultation, and we chose that option is to take some of the gains of the market to protect ourselves against uh, the real super lows of the market. And I wasn't even aware that option existed. That's what you get when you meet with a fiduciary like Josh. You get the whole array of what you can do, what is possible, and set up your consultation by calling their office 614-917-1040, or you can do it online at aptiswealth.com. Aptus, com And Josh, you always talk about the importance of starting a plan, starting, you know, uh disciplined investing. And the amount of money that a person has to do that is, of course, affected by how much money they're spending on their bills and all that. And you've cautioned against racking up, as does Dave Ramsey and a lot of other financial analysts, caution against racking up credit card debt. Anything on like uh Venmo, cash apps, this kind of stuff. I saw a story in USA today where uh, Gen Z is uh, doing this thing now. There's a new term, cash stuffing, where you set aside cash at the start of each month for different categories of expenses, and then once you spend it, that's all there is. Uh, what do you think of uh, you know that particular approach?
2: Well, it's nothing new, and I think it, it really speaks to discipline. Um, rather than thinking, much like the government seems to think, that you can just spend uh, without even thinking and just keep spending beyond your means, in real life, uh, in your nice household, we have a finite amount of money that we have to make last. And, you know, Dave Ramsey speaks of this in his in his steps process. Um, and, and a myriad of other people have spoken to this. But the concept is I'm going to allocate this amount of money, and I have to be wise upon how I spend it. I can't just go beyond that and start using my credit card. I think it's a very, very wise metric. And, and you know, when you have apps like Venmo that allow you to pay with cash almost like a credit card, it's certainly a lot easier than carrying around a wad of dollars in your pocket, um, but I think there's other apps out there that you got to give credit where credit's due that are very uh, advantageous. You know, you have apps like Acorn, for example, which, uh, as you're using that same you know debit card at your bank, it rounds up to the near the next dollar and puts that into an interest-bearing account. And you'd be surprised how many times I've had particularly young folks come in and say, you know, thank God I, I had that emergency fund of four or five thousand dollars and i didn't save it it was purely because i just used this rounding up app on my other cash app to make sure that i didn't go into debt and on top of that i was actually building an nest egg so the more that you can automate the more that you can limit overindulgence i think the better
1: Absolutely right. Get more Sound Principles Friday on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, 7 p.m. Josh and I, the consultation available to you, 614-917-1040 or AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Josh, thanks for your time. We'll see you on Friday.
2: You as well. Thanks, Chris.
1: So, uh, you know, if you listen to this show, that I think our president is deeply corrupt. Uh, I believe it is uh, not logical that someone can be in government as long as Joe Biden has been in government, draw a salary, rarely in excess of $200,000 a year, and own multiple million dollar beach properties. The allegations outlined by James Comer, House Oversight Committee Chairman, last week, multiple offshore, limited liability corporations. Transfers of major amounts of cash from foreign countries, China, Ukraine, what was the other one, Romania, (laughs) into nine Biden family accounts, including grandchildren, with no discernible business for which it received payment for what services? So I believe our president is deeply corrupt. And I believe that House Oversight has made a case with, what, more than 100 suspicious activity reports from banks? Which, have you ever had a suspicious activity report issued against you by a bank for a transaction that was suspicious? Have you ever had one? How many limited liability corporations do you have? How many times do you make a deposit that has been routed through four or five different other deposits before it is in your account. Of course, your answer to all this is minimal to zero. So I think I've established that I think the Biden family is corrupt. But I also hope that I have established with you that I am an honest broker, that I will call out things that I find to be suspicious on both sides of the aisle. And for years, literally years, We heard Democrats promise us every day that the walls were closing in on Donald Trump. That a bombshell revelation was forthcoming from some committee in Congress. Most often these promises were made by shrill, shrieking people like Adam Schiff. And we mocked it, and we should have mocked it, because it was mockable. But we are getting into the same kind of territory here with the House Oversight Committee regarding the Biden family corruption, which I have no doubt took place. But it cannot be a game of Keystone Cops exposing it, and it cannot be a game that takes the same form of all the oft-stated, never-fulfilled promises of walls closing in, bombshell, here's James Comer on with Maria Bartiromo over the weekend saying something that just does not make sense to me at all. And unfortunately, very unfortunately, sounds very Overpromise, underdeliver. In other words, very Adam Schiffish to me.
0: Are there whistleblowers or informants missing? Are there whistleblowers or informants missing right now?
3: Well, with, with, with what we've investigated and the people that we've tracked down, uh, going back to the CEFC, uh, the two main players in that business, as well as all the Americans that were involved in the uh, different Biden uh, influence peddling schemes, as well as the Serbian national, Uh, the nine of the 10 people uh, that we've identified that have very good knowledge with respect to the Bidens, they're, they're one of three things, Maria. They're either currently in court, they're currently in jail, or they're currently missing. So it's of the utmost importance that the FBI work with us to be able to try to identify uh, what research they've done, what investigations they've done, because we have people that want to come forward, but honestly, Maria, they fear for their lives. Not only are the Biden lawyers and the Biden White House intimidating them, the media is trying to intimidate and discredit them. And I think if you look at the Rasmussen poll, you know, seven in ten Americans are very concerned that Joe Biden's involved in a, a public corruption scheme, and they want to know more information. SEVEN IN TEN AMERICANS STRONGLY SUPPORT THE WORK THAT OUR HOUSE OVERSIGHT COMMITTEE IS DOING INVESTIGATING THE BIDEN INFLUENCE PEDDLING, AND WE JUST NEED TO GET SOME COOPERATION FROM uh, THESE DIFFERENT DEEP STATE bureaucracies THAT ARE STANDING in OUR WAY.
0: Uh, THIS IS ABSOLUTELY EXTRAORDINARY, AND IT IS STUNNING THAT SOME PEOPLE ARE MISSING THAT YOU NEED TO PROVE THIS. Uh, WHO IN THE WHITE HOUSE IS INTIMIDATING THESE PEOPLE, DO YOU KNOW?
3: I do know uh, we're saving that for a later time, Uh, but I can tell you one thing that a lot of people don't know. When when I issue a subpoena to a bank or to an individual, the second I issue that, Jamie Raskins gets that. And when we get information in from the bank or, or from any individual, they make two copies, one for the majority, which are the Republicans, one for the minority, which are the Democrats. And my biggest problem with the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee is they're acting as a criminal defense attorney for the Biden family.
1: Okay. I hate to sound like Joe Biden, but come on, man. Like, really? Come on, man. Like, this is really important. You've got nine of your ten people now. Suddenly you can't find them or you can't find a couple of them. You don't have, like, police in the House of Representatives or, or congressional people that can guard squire this person away, they fear for their lives, and you're saying, oh, I, I do know I'm going to save that for a later time. What, until they're dead? Like, this is way over-promise, under deliver This sounds way fishy to me. Like, don't, you cannot make an allegation like that, that Jamie Raskin, your counterpart on the House Oversight, the Democratic minority leader, is tipping the Biden White House off to who your whistleblowers are, to your subpoenas, and then the Biden White House is going out and rubbing these people out or hiding them out or arresting them or put it. Come on. And you're going to hold on to it until a later date. This is a major crime. If it's going on, it's a major crime. And just for the safety of the person, you need to disclose it. Now we're getting into tinfoil hat territory here. I don't know why in the world you would engage in this. From the very beginning, unless you had it, I assumed if you had suspicious activity reports, you had this cold. I do not subscribe to the theory of Rohanna, the Democrat, who typically is an honest broker, but who, after confronted with all this information about multiple wild transfers and offshore oil, this and that, and blah 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 blah, and Rohan is like, "Well, show me the evidence." There's
2: no evidence of anything illegal, and
1: there's no evidence of anything that ties it to President Biden. I would- give me a break. Gimme a break! Like they've outlined all this. If it's true, that in of itself is the evidence. I can't tie it to President Biden. His grandkids are getting checks from Romania? And you're not suspicious? What in the world did his grandkids do for Romania or Ukraine or China? Ridiculous, Rokana. Oh, show me the evidence. They just did. If in fact they did. Or is this all made up garbage? By house oversight oh we got a whistleblower oh gee we can't find him are we back in like an episode of a few good men where the colonel like goes to a hotel room escapes when he's guarded and then shoots himself and then i <laughs> mean come on comer deliver the goods don't save it for another day i don't want to support a party that has its own adam Schiff type tendencies